When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We made it. We made it. What a long, strange trip it's been. I'm Nick Roush. He's Adam Luggett. This is 11 personnel live at the NFL Combine here in Indianapolis. Hey, sounds like you got to just video on. Oh, <laughs> what a day this has been. Here, take the mic. As uh, Roush gets this fixed, we're, we're actually in the Continental Breakfast Room. So half studio, half uh, breakfast lobby. If, if you all knew the, the hoops we jumped through to make this happen, um, I'm my breath running to the speedway across the street. But we're all doing it for the people. And for our friends at Monticello Bank, that's right. New title sponsor, I like it. Brand new title sponsor, MCB, NBCBank.com. That's the website. Monticello Bank. They've got 30 locations in 13 different counties. And the best part about Monticello Bank, too, just because you might not have a location nearby, you can bank on the go. It's very easy. With 128 years of service, 128 years, I like it. That's a lot of years. That's a long time. That's a very long time. They are proud to say, Proud to go wherever the Wildcats go. So get the Go NBC mobile app. Let's you bank at home, on the road, whether you're in Indy and running around like a chicken with your head cut off to try to get the stupid camera to work. Go NBC mobile app is there for you. Monticello Bank, NBCBank.com. Bank local. They're the ones who are going to hook you up. Don't, don't. Trust me. I've, I've, I've bought two houses now. You got to bank local. Try Monticello Bank. Help them finance your future. They're on your side. They're here to help you along the way. NBCBank.com and Luckett. I don't know if you know this or not. We're going to be doing a show at a Monticello Bank. First, 11 personnel from a bank. What could go wrong? (laughs) Yeah, what could go wrong? Hopefully, we got enough batteries uh, to power the show. I think we will. Um, We did have a little bit of promises after today. It's been a bit of a roller coaster. First day in Indianapolis, but, but we're here. We're live. Why would you want the nice convention center with great lighting? We're here at the Holiday Inn Express. You got a nice TV on the wall. Just thermostat right behind us. Yeah, yeah. yeah we can yeah. do anything now. We're staying at the Holiday Inn Express, so we're yeah. putting it all together. We, we can we can do neurosurgery, and this is why you show up a day early too, so that you get your bearings right. Um, when I first got here, I this is I don't even know. This is probably your third combine. Third, third out of four years, we didn't have one. The 2021, um, that we went number one overall. The Mac Jones, Zach Wilson, Trevor Lawrence draft. Mm-hmm. We did not no combine that year, but been every year since then. Uh, Joe Burrow's combine was the first one. So the 2020 draft, and yeah, I thought it was three out of four. I, I've I've done about seven ish, give or take. Uh, you know, I'm I'm fairly seasoned veteran when it comes to attending the NFL combine. It's it hasn't changed. 
Um, wow. Last year, they almost moved it out of Indy. So I was just going through the routine, went through the same media that I've always been through. Uh, that's now the players' locker room. No bull. Yeah. Oh, no bull everywhere. Uh, Adam, okay, explain to us what no bull is. I believe it's an old wooden ship. I I, I don't know. Uh, my buddy Tony Higgins told me today that it is kind of like work gym, workout gear, like uh, the guy. The people that you saw in Reebok kind of started no bull and they've got, they're like really into the gym workout stuff. So, so I, that makes sense why they sponsor the combine because that this is what the combine is. It's a, a gym workout type stuff. So. It also explains why we have never heard of it before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, that's not in the circles I run in for sure. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, fortunately when I walked in, it, it was kind of cool though. It's like when you go into a, uh, I felt like I was going into like a haunted house. Like the 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 it was all black walls around me. The the lights were lining my pathway as I walked down, and I was like, "Man, they've really upped the media experience now that they threatened to take the combine away from Indy." No, it was it was just the the players' locker room, and uh, fortunately, I didn't walk in on anybody. Um, there wasn't anything weird happening, but I, I immediately knew like this is too nice for me. Well, we almost it could have been podcast worthy. You would have had a great story, but only a half great story now. Yeah, just a half-assed great story. Um, we are playing injured too. We didn't just have to run through um, and all over Indy to, to get cameras to work. We also, had to work today, lucky without any Diet Coke. Yes, uh, or a coffee machine and internet issues. Not a lot of not a lot of happy. The big J's were frustrated. Journalists, yeah, um, not. Not the most excited mood uh, today in the convention center, but what are you going to do? Yep, yep. What are you going to do? We are going to get into the actual, uh, not just the shenanigans we've been up to, um, but we did miss the first big story of the combine that happened yesterday when Jalen Carter had a warrant out for his arrest, two misdemeanor charges uh, for racing and reckless driving. And on the face, it's okay, misdemeanor charges. Doesn't sound too bad, right? But when you realize, oh wow! So he was there the night that a player and recruiting assistant were killed in a car wreck. Awful tragedy, and now Carter is tied to that. Uh, we've talked to some people who were there as it happened, and look, it that that, that it's a, it's a very unique situation. He was getting ready to get interviewed by the media minutes before. 15 minutes or so before that was supposed to happen, his interview. So they called the interview off. They could have, I mean, because they have these blocks, these 15-minute blocks, and so there's like three sessions per position. Mm -hmm. So he could have went, and it could have like broken while he was on the podium, Mm -hmm. Uh, but it didn't. So, yeah, he went back to Georgia, uh, turned himself in, posted bond, and now he's on his way back to Indianapolis apparently, and I think tomorrow he's going – to talk and get measured and do all of that combine stuff. So that's definitely going to be an interesting kind of dynamic. What happens all there and how do, how do they handle that? Because he's, um, I think you can make the argument. He's the best non quarterback in this draft. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's going to be a guy that a lot of teams want, and he's going to probably be first non quarterback off the board. So it's really what you need. Do you need an interior rusher? Do you need an edge rusher? Uh, but yeah, I mean, this is a big deal. I mean, he's one of the, premier players in this class he's got all pro potential so just how do they handle how do, does all that get handled and how does he handle it and what's true and what's not
Okay, so we lost Nick and Adam. We'll get them right back. They're uh, in Indianapolis trying to uh, get the camera and microphone and everything to work. It's been a struggle all day. Um, but they will get them right back for you guys.
All right, now we just got to get set up again. <laughs> We're live. We're on. <laughs> okay. Hello, can you hear us? <laughs> I'll say this. Good thing is, guys, covered literally just enough back possible wow. problem. So, Jalen Carter, really good football. Oh my gosh, we had everything that could go wrong went wrong. Battery on the camera died now. Um Yeah, yeah. This is kind of day. Yeah. But um to go back to what we're talking to about, we're not trying to diminish the situation. We also aren't serious journalists. We're just running around with our chickens with our heads cut off. He's pretty damn good at football. This is early in the process. He's probably still going to be taken in the top five. We'll learn we're gonna learn a lot more about that tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So we'll just see how that shakes out. Um, gosh, this is just hilarious. Um, to get back to like actually some of the work we did, um, and part of the reason why I'm a little thrown off is you, we, you might need to scooch, why don't you scooch on over a little bit so we can get you on the camera some more. Um, we talked to Carrington Valentine today. Yeah, I, um, I, Carrington Valentine, a cornerback, uh, from Kentucky. <laughs> in <laughs> you all right, Nick? So ridiculous. So anyway, Karen Valentine, number fourteen in your programs, uh, number one in your hearts. Uh, really, the thing with Carrington today was why he entered when he did. It was a bit of surprise. Opted out of the bowl game, went in the draft. It, it, it came off as just he was just ready to. He was done with yeah, college. Yeah, he wanted yeah. to move on. There, there wasn't any sort of like. Oh, that makes sense. Uh, sort of response from him. He just said, "I know I'm good enough to go up against the best in the world. Yeah. I'm going to go do it." Right. He threw out, you know, Jamar Chase, Devontae Adams, Devontae Smith, names. Those are big time names. Is kind of like he just wants to challenge himself. Mm -hmm. And you look at the cornerback position in general, Nick. It's really deep this year, and it's a premium position. So that's good and bad if you're a guy like Harrington. But in my mock draft, which we're going to get to later, I had five corners board. Um, six, if you want to go on Brian Branch, who's kind of a a, a slot slash, slash safety tweener. Seven, if you want to throw Antonio Johnson, who could also play some slot at the next level. That's And then there's some others that are going to go early, early second. So that's that, – what do you need? You need two things – or three things right now. Or four, I would say three things you need. A quarterback, and then you need a guy who can rush the quarterback and a guy who can cover – receivers yeah and so though that's just one of the top positions in the nfl right now and but i think that could be good for valentine if he posts good numbers testing numbers tomorrow i think you could see a chance for him to grow um, but he has the biggest variance i think of any kentucky prospect in this draft i feel pretty good knowing where will levis is going I feel pretty good knowing where chris rodriguez is going I feel pretty good where i think tayshaun manning keechan smith are going to end up Valentine, I could see him going the second round. I could see him going the fifth round. It's just wide open. What can he get a team to really dig into him? And that that's the big case for him. And he kind of throughout he wants people to know he can play man coverage, right? Yeah. Be, yeah. That was that was a big talking point because Kentucky's primarily his own team, play a lot of cover three, a lot of quarters, quarter four. Um but as he said, he's like it's like how do you show that you're a great press man corner? They played a little bit more this year. He showed some of that off. Um, but I really what, what stole the show today, though, was he did what cornerbacks do, and that's he did a little yapping, and he was caping for his guy, Will Levis. He was. 
list. Yeah, said there, there's no debate. He's the best quarterback in this draft. Um, and while some might have better production, he has he has the traits, right? He doesn't have the production that C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young has. He has the traits. And as Carrington said, he's like, I, I've seen it every single day. I know the way he carries himself, the way he prepares. And re- really, I think that's what that's what can help Will Levis this weekend as much as anything. I, I don't know how many throws like, – what how much can you show in these throwing drills that is going to put him over the top? I, I don't I – don't, maybe a little bit of touch. Uh, he might have more arm strength, and that might really wow them. Accuracy. No one's covering these guys. You need to be accurate on time with the football at all three levels. I mean, that's the real thing I think people are going to want to see from Levis. When it's clean, can you, can you hit everything? Because on tape, you see him being have trouble with some short stuff, have trouble with intermediate stuff, being late um, or high. But we know that like he can make the tough, the big throws, and he's got the arm. It's just can he make the simple play, the simple throw? I think that's really what you want to see. For me, it's all about just does he look sharp? Now, the thing about throwing here, you have less control over the environment. Mm-hmm. And so – in Lexington, he's going to know what receivers he's throwing to. He's going to have his own coach. He's going to know what drills and everything. Here, it's a little bit that you you know what you're going to do, but it's different. You got a different guy running it. You've got receivers that maybe not guys you're super familiar with. All of that, I think, is, makes it a little bit uh, a little more worrisome, I would say. But at the end of the day, they're going to he's going to go back. He's going to be. Six three, six four, whatever. He's going to be huge, and that ball's really going to pop off his hand, and it's going to look different than when CJ Stroud throws the ball. Mm-hmm. Like the ball just going to look different coming out of Will Levis's hand than it's going to look out coming out of CJ Stroud, and that's going to catch a lot of people. That's going to get a lot of buzz and a lot of attention. Um, but really, today is more so about more than the throwing. It's about the meetings. Um, Levis getting to talk with these teams, getting to talk football with these teams, and. What we've been told is, you know, and even in our summer art conversations, you could tell he's really has uh, got an advanced knowledge of the game. It's really into the game. Well, he's hit me, you know, he hit me with, you know, he tried to light time. And I'm like, well, you know, I mean, you're talking about I don't know at a middle eight But it's it's stuff like that. He's talking about intricacies <laughs> of the game plan and what they wanted to do. And so I think that when Will gets with these teams, I think that's going to be a big a big check in the pros box for him. It's, is that, is that knowledge and that commit? Like we, we heard Carrington talk about how committed he is, how for Mark Stoops about how much he wants to be great and all of that. I think that's going to be stuff that NFL organizations are going to eat up. Yeah. The, the thing that everybody else is going to eat up tomorrow over under how many mayonnaise or banana questions are we going to get tomorrow? I'm setting the line at two and a half. Like it. Even think about that. Yeah. Because yeah. these idiots, there, there's a lot of hacks out there, and they just, uh, yeah, it's it's uh, pun intended. Um, and and the thing that they also do in these interviews that's very funny is you'll have reporters for different NFL teams, and have you met with the the, the Texans? Yes. Have you met with the Bengals? And then they say well, yes informally. That's going to be harder tomorrow. Because that happens in – when you get these scrums, you've got – if it's – say it's a player that's probably projected to be third, fourth-round pick. So a popular guy, but maybe not super popular. You'll have guys that bounce back and forth trying to see mm-hmm. who is met with who. If I have an Arizona Cardinals blog, I want to see who the Cardinals have talked to this week, uh, specifically at positions of need. When it's Levis, you're going to have 
all the teams projected to take quarterbacks early. You're going to have national media. You're going to have a boatload of Kentucky media up here. So it's going to be a zoo around him. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be harder to get questions in. Ooh. So what question should we ask? Submit it right now. KSR YouTube, the chat, KS board. We're having a lot of fun over there uh, sharing our shenanigans. Join KSR Plus if you haven't. What are you What are you doing? It's only 10 bucks. Just pull a little bit out of that Monticello bank account and hop on with KSR Plus. Luck, uh, you made a mock draft. You're officially a mock drafter. I mean, you're Todd, Todd McLuck. Todd, Todd, Todd. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, we've talked about that, Nick, but like my favorite part of the draft is just watching the McShay Kuiper <laughs> dynamic. Um, people always like big fan of Daniel Jeremiah. I think the NFL Network does a really good job with their draft coverage, but it's just the Kuiper McShay duo, and they've removed them somewhat because they have the split coverage now. Mm-hmm. They need to get them back. That is that is the draft because it's it's the um yeah they, they put McShay on ABC when they have their like college thing, but then they put them together on day. My favorite part of the draft usually they have them day three with Riddick, Lewis Riddick, mm-hmm. and it's just I mean day three moves very very fast, and that's more for junkies like myself. But those three together, that's that's just awful. Well, it's it, it's also kind of a Stephen A. Smith experience too, where yes. there's a lot of um showmanship going on like you get here with kentucky sports radio where you don't know if it's gonna start if it's gonna stop if it's gonna go the full 30 minutes thanks for hanging around with us you people are all stars this is going to go down in podcast lore right up with the first football podcast i recorded like it and i did it incorrectly and the entire thing was just recorded on the microphone right here in my computer you couldn't hear anything it was awful it's total disaster more shenanigans come to ksr plus you can check out the full mock, see where I have got trades, got Will Levis, uh, just a little to go into the Panthers, which I think would be a great fit for him. The Panthers are going to need to trade up. They need We need to see how free agency stacks up. But Thomas Brown, who was with the Rams, is offense coordinator in Carolina now. Frank Reich, um, this last experience with Wentz didn't go great, but Wentz has had his most success with Frank Reich. I think a comp not a lot of people are making and should is, I think, some ends have a lot of similarities. I think it would be a really good fit for Levis. And you're, you would be go, he would be on a team that's ready to go win the division right now. In a weaker division, he could go play for good teams right away. They're going to have a run, a centric offense that I think is going to be pretty good. Play action game. They've got some weapons. You look at DJ Moore on the outside. I think that'd be a good fit for him. But but we'll see how all this shakes out. The uh, the. The colors, I think, would work for him. Yeah, those are cool colors. I do like their jerseys. The little light, like Carolina shade of blue, the silver and the black. The, the silver's a good look. I don't know if they still have the Jerry Richardson statue where he's, like, presenting the football. He passed away today. I saw that. Oh, RIP. RIP to the uh, – manager who's just spending all kinds of money. Yeah, and you mentioned the running game. They don't have Christian McCaffrey, but they still ran the hell out of the football. Chubba, and then they had um, – the guy that was at Texas who was on the Titans, Deontay Foreman. Um, so if you can have that, there is a recipe for success in the NFC South. The Las Vegas Raiders are another destination. Uh, Las Vegas is a – it would be a nice place to live. Uh, I think the Raiders – they were in an NFLPA survey. The Raiders got uh, the third best ranking of all the franchises as far as like amenities and how the, they treat their players. Um but they also treat their players to be coached by Josh McDaniels. And in the AFC West, that could be an absolute disaster. So as fun as it might be for Levis, that could be a quick downward spiral. Um, 
whereas like Carolina, you you mentioned their ability to run to set up the pass. I, I, Dayball's offense is obviously somewhat different, but having that running game with Saquon Barkley, Daniel Jones is another person that I don't think people have compared Levis to enough because of his uh, it, kind of he wasn't very proven at Duke, right? Like he had one great year. He's he runs the ball very well. What he did last year with Jones and what out like that's Daniel Jones can make it in the NFL. Levis can be a quality starting court. Like Daniel Jones is, he's probably going to get tagged if he signs an extension with the Giants. I mean, he's going to be making like 37, 38, $40 million a year. So like that is what Levis can be if it hits right for him. When you're looking at teams, right? Like, Texans, Colts in the top four. One of them's going to trade up and get Bryce Young. The other one's going to get C.J. Stroud, and that's going to be a fun little AFC South with those two and Trevor Lawrence moving forward. Uh, but after that, the to me, that's that's part one of the draft. Part two is these these teams in the middle, Nick, that could trade up or could take a quarterback. You got the Seahawks at five. You got the Panthers at six. You got the Raiders at seven. You got the Falcons at eight. You got the Panthers – or you had the Panthers at nine, and then I had them trading up with – um, the Lions. Will, will the Lions want to pull the trigger and get one? They might. Jared Goff. You know the Raiders obviously need one. The Falcons. They've got all this cap space. They could. They could potentially have a team ready to go make the playoffs if they get a young quarterback on a rookie contract. Um, and then you have the Commanders lurking. Will they want to maybe trade up? It just gets very interesting. I think there with that group of teams. One, we got to see what they do in free agency. All those teams, and then two, who is going to be in position to trade up? Because the thing about this is, if you trade up from six to one, what you have to give up is just mo- a, mo- a monstrous haul to get up that high. It's a lot. It's going to be a lot easier for the Colts and Texans to trade up to that spot. What these teams, I think, are going to be looking to do is potentially trade up and get like five, six, seven to take QB3 more than likely, which is going to be Levis or Richardson, depending where you have them. Folks, get ready for the Anthony Richardson hype to return. I know that we thought Kentucky extinguished that hype, but that hype train's coming back into town. Just you wait and see. I think it's going to be interesting. That game is going to be brought up a lot. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if it gets some buzz this week. And moving forward, because it gets to the point where we all realize, which I think it's coming, that Stroud and Young are going top four. The Colts and the Te- – they're going to the AFC South, mm-hmm. to uh, at least to me, where how I view it. And after that, it's really the battle for QB3. And it's Q- how what pick is QB3 worthy at? And then what do you need to do to get there if you're one of those teams? And who do you value more? Do you value Levis? Do you value Anthony Richardson more? Um Oh, we, we've already got two. Somebody asked, why isn't Anthony Richardson getting Josh Allen cops? It's like, because people are busy already saying that about Will Levis. I think the thing with Richardson, though, is what we're seeing is a college leakage in the NFL is the run QB run game value. Mm-hmm. It's so valuable. We see what Jalen Hurts just did. Lamar Jackson won the, or won the MVP playing a college offense. Justin Fields was awesome this year. Justin Fields ran for – if you believe in Justin Fields, it's because they just let him – run the spread option, essentially. Uh, and we've seen it throughout – Josh Allen, obviously. We've seen it throughout the league. It's just it, – it's got a lot more value now, and I think Richardson can bring that. And you put if you put a good offensive line around him and you can scheme around a play-action game, I think there is value in him. And I tools, tools, tools. And I think Levis is the same. Tools over tape. Um, the tape maybe wasn't super great, but I think the big advantage Levis has is being in that NFL system, knowing what is going to be asked of him 
Um, the playbook transition is not going to be as big of a climb for him as uh, I would say what's probably going to be for Richardson. Richardson just hasn't played in one year as a starter, right? And he's only in college for four years, I think, and just didn't play very much. So this is an exercise that I want all of us to do collectively as a group. We can be, I don't know if you've ever seen Parks and Rec look it, but uh, Joan Calamezzo, she brings out the gotcha girls. We can be the gotcha girls for Anthony Richardson. We can fight Will's wars. How do we get Anthony Richardson? How do we do that? What do we ask? How do we get him in the corner where he can't get out and he's stuck his QB4? That question, it's out there. You all need to find it. We need to figure it out. Maybe ask him, like, do you still have nightmares about Jordan Wright? <laughs> Maybe so. Maybe he cries himself to sleep every night. Your real thoughts on Dan Mullen. <laughs> <laughs> That's another thing about Richardson, I will say. <laughs> We have, you know, we've been a lot of time joking on Dan Mullen. We've even brought him up as a potential offensive coordinator candidate at Kentucky. But no matter what you say, like that is one of the best play callers yeah. in college football. Mm-hmm. He's been running this offense, like we just talked about QB run game leaking into the NFL. Like he's been doing that for forever. Since right? Tebow. Right. Well, before then at Utah. Yeah. So he's been doing that for forever. And he had Anthony Richardson on his roster. Dude should have been the perfect person for it. Like all every skill set you would could have wanted in that kind of scheme, like that was the guy. And he wouldn't play him. Yeah. Uh, so like what is like that's why I want to what what is really going on there? Why is you know this guy has we see all these traits, all these different things you can do, all these different reps you can put on a highlight package, but why is this guy who many would consider like a college QB guru, who many would consider an outstanding play caller. Why did not? Why did he not play for him? Like to me, that is the like if I'm in an NFL personnel office, and we like say we're really trending towards Anthony Richardson. To me, it's like we got to find out why Mullen didn't play him. Did he have? Did he, they just not like each other? What went on there at Florida? Why could he not play over Emory Jones? There is like what is the reasoning for? Why is he doing backflips in South Carolina and getting hurt? Um, the, the hotel the night before a game. Like, what is going on there? And that that really, to me, that's the that's the question with Anthony Richardson. Got in the front office, front personnel office. You're you're on eleven personnel. Brought to you by our good friends at Monticello Bank. NBCBank.com is where you can bank locally from here, there, anywhere. NBCBank.com. We're proud to be brought to you by our friends at Monticello Bank, our new title sponsor. And folks, my brain is kind of all over the place. It's it's a miracle we made this show happen like it. You deserve the dinner beers tonight. Oh. And I, I may be hacking away the whole time, not feeling 100%, but man, those happy hour beers. We've, we've got plenty of bars and restaurants around us. So that is one thing Indianapolis is not like. Downtown infrastructure of Indianapolis is great for I mean, you have a Final Four here, NCAA tournament. I know a lot of people have been here. It's not been great. Champions Classics have not been great for us up yeah, here. Um, but just the setup of general in this downtown, it's just it's a great, like it's a great hosting city, mm-hmm. hosting events, um, and we get to experience some of that here at the combine. Maybe maybe we sneak on over to the JW Marriott, rub some elbows with some front office personnel. Adam Luckett, eleven personnel. <laughs> you, you that you need to introduce yourself, Adam Luckett. Told Nick Saban what twelve personnel is. <laughs> Um, we could just say 11, 11 personnel, but we could make it up like we're a, a, a third-party scouting service that's employed by a few teams. 
and see if I can maybe strike up some conversation. Oh, we'll, we'll make it happen. We're going to have a lot more fun, a lot more shenanigans. Tomorrow will be much more professional, a lot more serious football talk. Everything that could go wrong went wrong today so that tomorrow we can run, we can fly, and we can give you everything you need to know about Will Levis's day with the media at the NFL Combine. For Adam Luckett, I'm Nick Roush. This has been 11 Personnel.